Little honey bees flying around, little green peas from the ground, buttermilk biscuits nice and brown. Bring it to Tennessee farm table, butter beans, peas, beets and chard, chickens running in the yard, catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Cast on skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and crack and pop. Cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop in black gang candy stripes. Look at 'em loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee Farm Table. Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, a show that is dedicated to the people of our Appalachian region who produce, prepare, and preserve our foods and agricultural products. This is your hostess, Amy Campbell. Our theme song was sung and arranged by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine in Madisonville, Tennessee, and we are so proud of this young Tennessee talent. Today we are setting the table with the striped stick bean, a bean that comes from the last residence of Cades Cove, Kermit and Lois Calrin. We visit today with John and Rachel Davis, owners of JNR Farm in Blount County, Tennessee, and they are both descendants of the original residents of Cades Cove and whose family have raised and saved this heirloom bean for generations. For his Potluck Radio series, Fred Sossman recalls Tennessee food memories of the Franklin Club and Raymond Bautista, an immigrant from the Philippines and former owner of the restaurant Raymond's Fine Foods. He also shares Raymond's recipe for coleslaw, and Raymond's Fine Foods was inducted to the Tennessee Restaurant Hall of Fame. If you're listening by radio, I've got a beautiful gospel song from the Forbes family. Thank you so much for your good company here today. I really appreciate you tuning in. Now let's get started. Today, we are going to the base of the foothills of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park in Blount County. We visit today with a young farming family, John and Rachel Davis, owners of J&R Farm in Maryville, Tennessee. And I'm real excited to have them as frequent contributors to the Tennessee Farm Table. They are both descendants of families who were residents of Cades Cove, which is now part of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Rachel and John Davis are carrying on the old-time food and farming ways of their ancestors from Cades Cove. And today we'll be visiting with Rachel and John, hear about their growing up, their kin, and one of the things we'll talk about today is the striped stick bean that came from John's great-grandfather, Kermit Calrin. Rachel keeps a blog with her stories, history and recipes and news of their family farm at jnrfarmstn.com. In this visit, you'll hear us refer to Kermit, and we're referring to Kermit Corrin, who is the fifth descendant generation from the pioneers of Cades Cove, John L. Oliver, and Robert and Margaret Shields. Kermit was born in the Cove in 1912 and passed away in 1999, and his house was the last privately inhabited residence in Cates Cove, and it was demolished in 2002. 
You'll also hear the name Lois referred to, and that is Kermit's widow. That is Lois Caron. She's living here still in Blount County, and Kermit and his wife Lois were residents of Cades Cove all of their lives, and that is now part of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Kermit had a few titles that he was known as to visitors of the park, and some of them include Mr. Cades Cove and the Bee Man. John and Rachel and their family still raise the bean that Kermit raised and keep the legacy of Kermit Caron going through this heirloom bean. Let's visit now with John and Rachel and hear about them, their growing up, and their deep connections to farming and this land here in East Tennessee. And let's hear about the striped stick bean from Kermit Caron. Yeah, so our families have always known each other, and then we were in kindergarten together, first grade together, and he gave me a little Valentine in first grade, and my mama kept it. It was in our, she blew it up, put it so in our it was wedding. our wedding. <laughs> yeah. But we didn't start dating until after high school, because yeah. he went to Seymour High School, I went to Heritage, and mm-hmm. yeah. so we just never, but I saw, I saw him out, he, they lived on the road in a white house on Illinois Road and I drove by one day because I had to drive by their house to get home he was out picking beans and I said hmm <laughs> yeah. I said he might be the man for me <laughs> so anyways now um so how long have y'all been married seven years in August that's wonderful that's really good now you've got how many kids again three three now what 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 are their names again we've got Four-year-old John John, two-and-a-half-year-old Judah, and seven-month-old Jackson. Oh, they're adorable. Oh, thank you. <laughs> they're a mess. <laughs> now, you were telling me, um, I was reading that you grew up down the road from each other, right? Right. Or kind of, is that right? About two miles away from each other. <laughs> okay. And uh, you were saying that, that John here grew up on a cattle farm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Grandpa John, he, uh, he died back in 2011. But... Uh, it was uh, his daddy's before him. It was a five-generation farm there. There's about 300 acres or so, something like that. Um, but it's got passed down now. It's to my dad and my uncle. My mama Ruth still live. Still living still there? Still living there. She lives out with her her mother, my grandma, uh, Kermit's wife, uh, Lois Cawhorn. So is Lois still with us? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. I'd love to visit with Lois sometime. Oh yeah, she she lives out on uh, on uh, Piney Level. Piney Level. Oh really? Oh, yeah. Piney Level Church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Nice. When when uh, when the park come in, Kermit bought land uh, out there off Piney Level, oh. and uh, they've got acres out there. Kay, uh, Roy, uh, all of them still around have have land out there. Rachel, and then you grew up. Two miles away from John here, uh-huh. and y'all farm too, right? With well, ca- beef cattle or um, my, my grandpa Abbott and my great granddaddy Abbott lived off West Miller's Cove, and they always farmed and they had Herefords. So my daddy just had three or four as I was growing up cattle, but it was just yeah hobby, mm-hmm. hobby farming. I so, like how um, John was whispering. Yeah, yeah, we weren't a big operation whatsoever, and my the, daddy's the not pets. really. That's what they raise. Yeah, he's not really <laughs> into. Yeah. yeah, he's not in dealing with livestock too awful much. But 
and then um, I talked him into getting some Highland cattle when I was 12 or 14, something like that. So we had them Highland Highlanders for a while. That's probably the first time we come to your house. Yeah, yeah. Me and my sister went up to uh, AI, those uh, Highlanders. <laughs> you know, the, the hairy the Scottish Highlanders with the long hair in their face and the horns. That's yeah. I, I always wanted those, so that's that's all the farming we did. But my, my great-grandparents owned that farm in West Miller's Cove, and that's kind of where we come from. So, If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, and we're visiting today with John and Rachel Davis, a farming family in Blount County, Tennessee. Rachel keeps a blog with her stories, recipes, and news of their family farm life, and they are descendants of residents who lived in Cades Cove, which is now Great Smoky Mountains National Park. After a short break, we'll hear about the striped stick bean, which was passed down through John's line of the family and preserved and attributed to Kermit Corrin. And Kermit and his wife Lois were the last inhabitants of Cades Cove until their house was demolished in 2002. This is Chef John Fleer of Rhubarb in Asheville, and you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table on East Tennessee Zone, WDVX. So let's hear about this striped stick bean right now. Well, y'all are such a cute couple, and and you've been farming for how long? He's been farming forever. Yeah. And then... <laughs> Since you're a little bitty? Yeah. Little kid? Yeah. Been farming for... I guess what you said, one of your earliest memories is of your great-grandpa no. um, working cattle with everybody. Yep. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was born into it. Grandpa always had uh, cattle uh, going, uh, growing up there. My uh, great-grandpa, John Sr., I'm the fourth. Uh, he died when I was two uh, down the Little River. He drowned. And he had cattle mm-hmm. before. So dad growed up in it. My uncle growed up in it. Grandpa, so it's always been been around. Mostly just beef cattle up there. Yeah. But I started gardening when I was real young. I uh, always liked to grow a garden. Yeah. And um, That come from Kermit. Because yeah. he was he was um, a great gardener. Yeah. So that's yeah. where that comes yeah. from with him. Tell me about those beans you're growing of his. Uh, striped stick bean is what, uh, what Grandpa always I've been I've grown them for several years and you're not supposed to grow them uh, with with any other bean because they will uh, cross pollinate mm-hmm. and uh, so ever so often I always have to go back to my uncle Roy Roy Cohen and uh, had to get some more fresh beans because I never fail to ever forget I won't forget about it I said, well, mm-hmm. I'd like to this person over here wants some white half runners well, I'll just grow some white half runners with them and I'll save the seed and and uh, so this year I've got to go back to Roy again and uh, get me some. Uh, and we're just going to grow the, the striped stick beans. But they've been in the family longer than I can remember. I'm 28, and uh, I guess he's always, from what I, you know, I probably hear more than I remember myself, you know. Yes. Uh, but uh, what's that bean look like? Like, what's the physical characteristic of it? Like when you pick it off the vine? Uh, it's a long bean. And uh, it's got a real good crisp 
uh, snap to it. Mm-hmm. And when you string those beans, you know, like a white half runner, when you go to string it, sometimes the, the string is fine in it and you don't know if you get it all and you'll still end up with some a little bit of string in there. Yes. And you'll first say, who who strung the beans, you know. Uh, Rachel does all the time. <laughs> but uh, the striped stick bean, when you string them, it's like, I mean, it's not a shoestring, but you know you got that string out and uh, they snap up real good and you can work up a bushel of them in no time. They're a bigger, rounder bean. The bean itself, when it dries, uh, will be kind of a light brown with stripes uh, on on that bean. Mm. The the husk of the bean or the shell of the bean is just when you're you're doing it for for green beans, it's just a a Mm. green uh, shell on it. Do you do you string them on strings like leather bridges to dry them? Uh, yeah, well, a lot of times I leave them on the vine, uh-huh. and uh, and you know when they 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 dry out, I'll pick them, then I'll put them on some uh, newspaper, mm-hmm. and just set them in here. In the winter time, we all we have is wood heat, and it you know how wood heat mm-hmm. is, it just dries everything out, mm-hmm. and uh, then uh, just shell them out and put them in the freezer and uh, and, and keep them. Yum. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. And we have been visiting today with John and Rachel Davis of Blount County, Tennessee, owners of J&R Farm. And I'm real excited to have them as frequent contributors to the Tennessee Farm Table. They are both descendants of the original residents of Cades Cove, which is now part of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. And this young farming family is intent on practicing, sharing, and preserving the old-time Appalachian ways that have been passed down through generations before them. Rachel keeps a blog about her stories and recipes, and she has all kinds of recipes she's always developing, and news about their farming at jnrfarmstn.com. There's also an organization in Blount County, Tennessee called the Cades Cove Preservation Association. And in this building where all of these archives are housed, there are numerous photographs of Kermit and Lois Colrin on display with priceless pictures and artifacts of the people who made Cades Cove their home before they were displaced by the formation of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. And so I put links to John and Rachel and the Cades Cove Preservation Association on my website, along with all my guests and events that I mention here in the show. And that is TennesseeFarmTable.com. Up next, we hear from Fred Sossman. His potluck radio series today features Tennessee memories of the Franklin Club and of Raymond Bautista, former owner of the restaurant Raymond's Fine Foods. And I'll also share Raymond's recipe for coleslaw and Raymond's Fine Foods was inducted into the Tennessee Restaurant Hall of Fame. The Franklin Club, operated by North American Rayon Corporation, hosted many stylish dinners, dances, and other first-class functions in Elizabethton, Tennessee from the 1930s until the 1970s. In 1934, Young Raymond Batista, a native of the Philippines, visited North American Rayon's New York City office and was hired to move to Elizabethton and be the club's chef. He had learned to cook in the Merchant Marines, where he also honed his skills as a flyweight boxer. 
The Franklin Club quickly became a go-to spot in Upper East Tennessee for a nice meal, and Raymond eventually took over ownership, changing the name to Raymond's Fine Foods. There were a few echoes of the Philippines at Raymond's place in Elizabethton, but his menu largely consisted of regional favorites, like coleslaw. Here's how he made it. You mix together the following ingredients. One small head of cabbage, grated. One small head of lettuce, cut up. One green pepper, grated. Two carrots, grated. Three tomatoes, diced. One cup of celery, diced. One small onion, grated. And one cup of sugar. Then pour over that mixture a dressing consisting of one tablespoon of salt, one-half teaspoon of black pepper, one-half cup of vinegar, and one cup of mayonnaise. Raymond Batista died in 2006 at the age of 97, long after his restaurant closed, but people still talk about his coleslaw. For the Tennessee Farm Table, I'm Fred Saussman. Hi, this is Elaine Strano, Executive Director, Second Harvest Food Bank. Our website is secondharvestetn.org, and you're listening to Tennessee Farm Table. And now it's time for the gospel portion of our radio broadcast. We like to call this our daily bread. And how about if we hear from the Forbes family with Feel Like My Time Ain't Long, right here on the Tennessee Farm Table. Well, I got a father done gone, got a father done gone, father gone, got a father done gone, makes me feel Feel like like my time time ain't long, father gone, got a father done gone. Father gone, God, Father gone makes me feel, feel like my time, like my time ain't feel long. like my time ain't long. Got a mother done gone, got a mother done gone, mother gone, got a mother done gone, makes me feel, feel like my time, like my time ain't feel like my time ain't long. Mother gone, got a mother done gone, mother gone, got a mother done gone, makes me feel, feel like my time, like my time ain't feel like my time ain't long. Got a brother done gone, got a mother done gone, brother gone, got a brother done gone. Makes me feel, feel like my time Brother gone Got a brother done gone Brother gone Got a brother done gone Makes me feel, feel like my time Like my time ain't gone Feel like my time ain't gone Father gone Got a father done gone Father gone Got a father done gone Makes me feel, feel like my time Like my time ain't gone
like my time, like my time ain't no heartaches and pain, heartaches and pain, heartaches and pain makes me feel like my time, like my time you so much for your great company here today on the Tennessee Farm Table. Hope you can join us again right back here next Saturday at 9 a.m. on the radio dial at wdvx.com out in Knoxville or anytime on our podcast, tennesseefarmtable.com. Our theme song was written by myself and sung, arranged, and performed by Emmy Sunshine of East Tennessee. More information about Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. That is spelled T-H-E-E-M-I Sunshine.com. We hope you'll reach out and connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, and also our podcast on TennesseeFarmTable.com. And please tell your friends about us. We want to say thank you to WDVX Radio out of Knoxville, Tennessee. They are a true community-supported radio station that does not receive funding from universities or government agencies. The community and businesses support WDVX. Through an agreement with WDVX, they are our media partner, and the Tennessee Farm Table Show is broadcast on that station every Saturday at 9 a.m. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.